It is time for a cup of hope. I'm Stephanie Winslow, and I am so grateful to be with you this morning to bring to you a message from the Word of God. Let's grab our cups and lift them up together and ask the Lord today that He would fill us up with the hope that He has in store for us through the power of His Word. We are vessels uh, to be used for God's purposes, um, when we choose to allow ourselves to be surrendered before him. And we're learning about a man from the Bible. His name is Nehemiah. If you are just now joining us this month, uh, all of October, we're going to be studying the book of Nehemiah, which is in the Old Testament of the Bible, and um, learning about his example and how he took... um, an issue that wasn't necessarily his problem, a problem that wasn't his. It had to do with his people. He saw some, uh, he saw some injustice. He saw some just uh, devastation, and he knew that there was something better. He believed in the promise that God had spoken for God's people that the city of Jerusalem was where he was going to dwell. And he believed in that promise. He believed that that was going to be a a beautiful city for the people of Israel to gather and worship God at the the temple that was built by Solomon in the generations before Nehemiah finds himself. And um, today, one of the things that we're going to be highlighting is is from chapter 5. And I'm, I'm titling this one, Rebuilding Ruins. It's about realignment and responsibility. Realignment and responsibility. And I'm going to read to you a, f- a few different verses. I'm reading today from the Amplified Bible, the version of the Bible. So if you have the Bible app, um, or if you happen to have, have an Amplified Bible, but you can look at the Amplified version or read it in a, in a variety of of the translations, I always find that there's so much richness that's gained uh, and depth to the the text and understanding of the text when we look at different versions. If maybe there's a word that pops off of the page to you and and you want to know more about that word or understand what that word means um, in context. Um, And what I often find too is as I'm studying, uh, I use the Blue Letter Bible a lot because I can get to commentaries, I can get to um, reference references, I can get to um, the definitions of the word, the, the root word, the meaning of the root word, and it will lay out in scripture where that's used multiple times, that same word is used multiple times in that same sort of meaning and context. Um, so it's really important for us to not just glaze over the, these words, but to really absorb them, to really chew them up and allow them to sit in us. And I find for myself that the more that I I do that, the more that I take God's word and and study it and dig in deep to even just one scripture, um, the more fruitful it is, the more that it actually sits in my, my heart, my soul, and changes me from the inside out because it's becoming a part of me. I'm learning about it. And now even more so on, on this side of it, where I get to, to teach what God is teaching me, it just hammers it home even more. So if you have an opportunity to share in your circle of influence, wherever God has you planted, if you have the opportunity to share what he's teaching you, 
to teach others what he's teaching you. Maybe that's your own children. Maybe that's um, a spouse, a parent, or uh, other family members. Maybe it is just within a, a group, a, co- a group of coworkers that something really stands out and you gr- grab a hold of it. And God can use that as an open door to share his goodness with other people who may not otherwise ever set foot um, into a church, um, but you can still share what God's teaching you. It's, I think, a beautiful example for us that we get get to um, just be a demonstration to those around us. Um, so again, Rebuilding Ruins, this is about realignment. And let me read these verses and then we'll talk about why. What's the purpose of this realignment? And this is from Nehemiah 5. Verse 8 says, According to our ability, we have purchased back our Jewish brothers who were sold to the Gentile nations. Now would you even sell your brothers that they might be sold to us? Then they were silent and could not find a single word to say. So here we have Nehemiah in the city of Jerusalem. Again, he was not a part of, he didn't live there. Um, He is a a Jewish person of of Jewish heritage. So he has been felt compelled to go back to the city of Jerusalem to leave his position working for King Artaxerxes. He leaves there. He collects resources. He asks for help to, um, to get resources in order to rebuild the walls, to rebuild the city of Jerusalem that was in devastation and just the walls were torn down, the people were hurting and he actually goes about buying back the people who were sold into exile, people who had been sold into other, um, other surrounding nations. He, he brings them back to this place and goes and collects and gathers them up to bring them to the right place that they, were, that they belonged. This was the God, God's place for them. So he takes it upon himself to do those things, to rally people together, to, to rebuild the walls, to work as a team, to execute this project in a, in a very short amount of time through the power of the Spirit at work in him. And now we hear him talking to his fellow Jewish brothers and sisters, and he's saying, we, we are, have been able to buy back our brothers and sisters who were sold, but now here you are, charging interest, and this is what he's going to be talking to them about in verse 9. He he goes on to say to them um, that they're charging them interest for the property that they're using, for um, the, the things that you're letting them use and borrow. You're charging them interest. And then in verse 11, he says, Please give back to them this very day their fields, their vineyards, their olive groves, their houses, and also a hundredth part of the money, the grain, the new wine, and the oil that you are lending to them. So he's these people that he's talking about were were the poorer people in the in the Jewish um, in the Jewish family, and they had had to scrimp and save and to sell property to sell their fields, their vineyards, their olive groves, their houses in order to make ends meet. And then they're being charged interest on top of those things. And so Nehemiah is calling out that behavior amongst the people and saying, this has to end. 
please give back people the things that they were that belong to them and if you have read anything about the old testament in the jewish law you will know that the seventh year was a year when whenever um if land had been sold it was given back um and the the year of jubilee was all debts were canceled all debts were canceled in every 50 years and they had been going year, uh, uh, you know, every 50 years, multiple times over without following God's law of releasing people from the debt that they had been, been under. So now Nehemiah is coming to them and saying, all right, it is, it is time to realign ourselves with God's word. It is time to take this one step more forward, closer toward God and realign not only by, um, uh, how we are uh, offering um, the sacrifices, not only how we are we are living and we're, we're working together and cleaning up the city, but but in uh, what we are um, our money making and our um, our um, oh gosh, just words slipped out of my head, and what we are asking of from our brothers and sisters that interest that we've been charging them that it, it needs to end. So Nehemiah has a, a great example of this as well in uh, verses 14 through 19. Um, he, um, because of his position, he could have taken money. He could have charged the people in that city. He could have charged them taxes. And he chose not to, to not take a governor's portion but instead to allow that money to, to stay in the hands of those who earned it, to stay in the hands of those who really needed it. And he, um, for himself, figured out ways to earn money that he could support not only himself, but the people who he brought with him from uh, his, his land to help build the kingdom, build back those walls. And um, he knew that if he were to take taxes from and charge people for him being there there would be a, a lot of different emotions right there would be some sort of like resentment that he was there um there would be it just it's an added layer of god's provision that he knew god called him to this place that he was appointing him to this place that he would provide and he trusted that god would do that he trusted him to show up so there was just all around this realignment, but we see Nehemiah stepping up and and um, demonstrating that alignment um, of his desire for himself to be aligned with God's will, God's desire, and be surrendered to that. But then also his example gave the rest of the people an opportunity to see what that alignment with God and his desires looks like. Um, one of the things that stood out to me is, I don't know about you, but just um, a few days ago, I had a, a nail in my tire and I was so frustrated about it because I had just gotten a whole new set of tires. I was in dire need of tires and um, I got a new set of tires and just so just a couple of days ago, um, there was a nail in my tire and it slowly was deflating, deflating, deflating. But what I noticed, and I'm sure if you're driving at all, you can relate to this. If your car gets out of alignment, you have to work so much harder to, to keep it on course, right? You have to, you have to overcorrect to keep it going straight. 
And this is what basically what Nehemiah is telling the people of Israel. It's we need to be aligned to God. We need our cars in alignment so that we can walk this narrow road that God has planned for us. And if we do something that's that's not aligned to what God says, it's like having our alignment, the car alignment out of sync, or it's like having that nail in our tire that's deflating and causing the alignment of the car to go off course. And so it's like yanking it back over. It's harder for us as a whole to stay on track when we have this area of our life that isn't in alignment with him. And so Nehemiah is saying like enough, we have to stop charging interest. We have to stop doing these injustices to our own people. Like we can go and do this awesome act and we can reclaim these people. We can bring them back. We can buy them back um, from the slavery that they were sold into. But then here we are basically enslaving them again because we're charging them interest in something that they can't even afford because they don't have the means to, to give us the interest. So he's having to do some correct correcting of their thinking and how they're living and how they're um, executing things in, in their own life. So th- there is this sense of, of realignment and taking ownership and responsibility for how we've behaved. And that's so much what I love about this whole book of Nehemiah. It's You see this level of responsibility, taking responsibility for the areas that we have responsibility. Um, and it's responsibility for our actions, responsibility for our inaction, um, taking responsibility for those areas of life that God is calling us to, that we can step in and do something, that he's moving and stirring in us, that he wants us to, to do something about. He gives us the, the connections, perhaps. He gives us the resources. Perhaps he give a, gives us a, a, the knowledge, um, the, the wisdom to, to do something, to stand up. But he, here we see Nehemiah fighting for, um, fighting for this injustice that's been done to a people, to their own people. Um, and, and, and realigning that whole thing and leading by example as well. Um, so the question is, what's right? What honors God and his people? What, what does God desire? And looking at our lives through that lens, right? As we're rebuilding the foundation of our life, that we want to live a life that is glorifying and honoring to God as our faith as that foundation piece. Then as we're rebuilding our walls, it's really critical that we begin looking at each of our, each area of our life with that lens of, of, is this something that's bringing glory and honor to God? Is this something that is helping me love my neighbor well, and that is honoring of God and honoring of, of myself and honoring of others? Is this something that is recognizing the value that others have, the value that I have? Is this something that will allow God's name, his uh, glory to be known? And if it's not, then we probably have to make some adjustments, just like Nehemiah was saying to the people here. An adjustment was necessary. Um, so yeah, what areas of your life today might need some realignment? What areas of your life might need some 
adjustment um, that need to be brought back to center. And again, if you, if you feel like you've, you've been going down an area of your life and you're just having to, to, to work hard to keep your life in order, you have to work hard just to, to hold it going straight. That's probably a, a good indicator that something is awry in that place of your life. If it's causing you that much tension um, to have to stay on course, if it's trying to pull you away from what you know is, is right and good, that's according to God's word, then that's probably not something you should be doing, not something you should be spending your time on. Um, and I would just recommend taking that place of your life, praying over it, asking God to show you what he wants to teach you with it, um, and, and then to help you realign your life to his priorities for you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father God, I just thank you so much again for this chapter in Nehemiah and the example that Nehemiah is to us. Even thousands of years later, we get to read about him. We get to read about how he took responsibility for a problem that was seemingly not his, but he could do something about it. Um, and thank you that you stirred in his heart. And I, I know that that is something that you are still doing today, Lord. You are stirring in the hearts of your people those who are willing to hear, to listen, to um, to take your word, your desires for us, to, and take them at your word, stand upon them truthfully, and, and want to honor and glorify you in all that we say and do, God. I thank you that you still move, that your word is alive and active, and as we read it, you teach us, you change us, you transform us from the inside out into your likeness, into the likeness of Christ. So God, I thank you that we don't serve a God who is who is just a, a black and white piece of paper, that we serve you. You are alive, you are active, you are constantly at work in us, around us. And God, I thank you that as we send up these prayers that you hear them. And um, God, I thank you for... The, even those moments of, of, um, of realignment, Father, that we can recognize where we're getting off course and, and allow your spirit to move in our lives to bring us back to center. I thank you, Father, for how you're moving and working in the lives of my brothers and sisters. God, I praise you and thank you for all this. In Jesus' precious and holy name, amen and amen. Well, thank you for being with me today on Cup of Hope. Um, just a quick announcement. I am leaving. My family is leaving today. We're going on a trip to Ireland. We're super excited about it. Um, and we will be back next Wednesday. So I'll be traveling for a full week. And I am going to try to um, actually do Cup of Hope from abroad. I just don't know how it's going to go. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to work or not. So if you um, don't see it come on, then chances are, well, and also the time difference. So I'll probably just post a video instead of doing a live stream um, because of the time change. And so you can just be looking for it and extend some grace. If it doesn't work, then we will just pick up um, on Nehemiah 6 when I return, which would be the a week from Friday, um, that following Friday, I think it's what, the 22nd or something like that. 21st. Um, so I'll pick it up there if it's not working out. So sorry to like leave you in limbo about that, but um, I'm just not sure. It's an adventure and we'll see and find out along the way. 
Um, so be blessed, be well, and hopefully I will uh, get to see and talk to you all on Friday. Bye-bye.